0: And welcome to Technology Tab. This is Professor J. Rod. Today's topic is going to be on social engineering. What exactly is social engineering? Why is it so effective? And what steps can we take to mitigate it? Let's get to it. Right, thank you for joining me on this podcast I knew you guys, you know, the last episode I promised you a special guest star But could not get him, you know, to confirm for the show So, you know, my apologies for that Maybe I should have not announced it I didn't announce the name, so I wasn't really giving it away But, you know, just so that you know Even when you get older, people still disappoint you So, um you know, I'm hoping to get him back, you know, on. If not, you know, we just move on and I'll try to get someone else for you guys to uh, listen to and get some advice from. But you would really like this guy. A lot of my students know who he is. I've, you know, they've seen him in my class. All right. Today's topic is gonna be about social engineering. So what exactly is social engineering? Social engineering is a means of gathering information for an attack by relying on the weakness of the individual. Social engineering has nothing to do with trying to get inside the computer. Your focus on is on the individual themselves. Now there's a great show that they have on TV. It's called leverage, and uh, actually, they have a revival of it on IMDb, and it th- that whole show. It's all about social engineering. Uh, it's a good show; you should watch it. It w- used to be on uh, TNT many years ago, but it uh, you know they they you know they canceled it. Now they brought it back. Uh, so social engineering attacks involved psychological approaches as well as physical. Psychological approaches, uh, what their goal is to persuade the victim to provide information or take action. Attackers use a variety of techniques to gain trust without moving quickly. They provide a reason. They project confidence. Use evasion and diversion. Make people laugh. Psychological approaches often involve Impersonations, phishing, spam, hoax, and watering hole attacks. Impersonation, attacker pretends to be someone else. Maybe they could be somebody from the help desk, you know, repair person, your manager, you know, the CEO, right? Attackers will often impersonate a person with authority because as humans, we generally are scared to say no to anybody in power, especially at work. We don't want to get fired. So they use that against us. Phishing. I use phishing attacks. You know, phishing, sending an email, right? When you, you you know, we all get them every day. You know, Netflix's account is closed or your Amazon account is closed. Sending an email claiming to be from a legit source. Tries to trick users into giving private information, right? The variation on phishing attacks are spear phishing, Whaling and vishing. Spearfishing is when it targets specific users. Whaling is when it targets the big fish of the company the CEO, the COO, the CTO. And vishing, we all get this every day, is the one where they call us and they say, Oh, you have a credit card. You know, press one to speak to, you know, to get 0% interest. And it's not. It's not that. It's someone who's trying to steal your credit card information. About 97% of all attacks start with phishing. I actually knew a student of mine. Her job was impersonation. She, Her job, she worked for a security company. And her job was to try to get as many doors, as many floors as you can. And that was her job. And she used to say the biggest weakness is men that's what she used to say because she used to get all dressed up and uh you know get all pretty for the guys to open the door she says guys you know guys are suckers for you know pretty face so she used to get in she said she used to get stopped more by women than guys because guys just want to you know they just want to help her all right, spam. Spam is unsolicited emails. Uh, primary vehicles for distribution of malware. You send, sending spam. You know, it's a big business. It costs spammers uh, very little to send millions of spam messages and they could make a lot of money. But nowadays they have filters. For the most part, of that block blocking. They do a good job. I think uh, Google does a good job. Uh, Outlook, eh, but Google does. Image-based Spam uses graphical imaging of text in order to circumvent these filters. Often contains nonsense text, so uh, it appears legit. And now, this. What if it's possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You can go to the gym in that free time. Well, Instacart gives unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys who nickel and dime you to death every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient to make Sancocho? Instant Cart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in the area so you can save money, and every item is hand selected according to your preferences. No more green platanos when you want yellow ones, and they keep your eggs safe too. To start your 14 day trial, please click the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never set foot in a grocery store again. Next, we have hoax. Hoax are forced force warning, usually claiming to come from the IT department or some kind of other type of department like the government. Attackers try to get victims to change configuration settings. the computer that will allow the attacker to compromise the systems. Attacker may also provide a telephone number for the victim to call for help which will put them in direct contact with the attacker. A watering hole attack which is a malicious attack that is directed towards a small group of specific individuals who visit the same website. Example, Major executives working for a manufactured company may visit the same website every day, such as a part supplier, right? So they they take that website and they hack it. So when you go there, they you know they steal it. Two of the most common physical procedures of social engineering is dumpster diving and tailgating. You know, dumpster diving is going through your trash, right? And And try to find anything, you know, bank account number, credit card number, right? An electronic variant of that is called Google dorking when it's used to use Google search engine to look for documents and data about you posted online. Uh, There's another thing called tailgating when you're following an employee once, you know, through the access door. Employee could conspire with an authorized person to lot of walk with in with him and this is a, a subset of tailgating called piggybacking watching an authorized user enter security code right and then you, you follow him in it's called shoulder surfing so how do we combat some of this stuff right there's a couple of ways one uh, with phishing you know Use common sense, right, Uh, or impersonation. Use common sense. So, for example, somebody once, when I worked in tech, somebody called me and told me, hey, can you change my password? And I said, okay. I thought it was weird that somebody calling me, asking me to change my password. Because if they were in the office, they would just ask somebody to send a help request right, to send a ticket saying so-and-so needs their password reset. So he called me. So I asked, hey, are you at the office? I'll call you back. And the guy in the other line said, no, I'm at home. Let me give you my number. And I said, nope, I got it. And I hung up. I looked in the directory, the office directory, found his number, called him. He didn't pick up. Turns out they were testing to see if we would change the password for the person without verifying who they are. So always verify, right? If in doubt, verify. They actually did it to another office and that person changed their pass- the person's password without checking. So that was a ding, right? always you know you always want to verify for the phishing attacks well you know there's you know like i said outlook does a decent job google does a phenomenal job with you know um these type of emails but if you don't know who it's from don't click on it that's that's how you fight it right and you know if you get a notification for example for spear phishing you know they one of the places that I work, they targeted only the students, right? Because in some schools, they have, like I, ha- I work at one school where it's the college name and for everyone, and then there's their mascot dot school name for the students. So if you're spearfishing, you may only want to spearfish, you know, the mascot dot the school name because you know that's. Those are students only. Well, I had one place, one school where they did that. When they went and targeted the students, fortunately, one of the students asked, why are they asking us to change the password? And they were like, oh, wait. And then they checked. And then they found out that it was a spear phishing attack. Now, they in that school, they have two-factor authentication because of that. Uh, I, and, and you know another thing that works is user training train your users on what to look out for that way they don't fall for these tricks and with the vishing i mean come on if they're asking you for vehicle warranty just hang up right that's the best thing you can do right don't don't answer the phone so um for spam you know i like i said google and I look do a pretty good job at at work. They usually have like another third party that helps with that too. So I think spam they've done a a good job. But again, if it doesn't look authentic, don't don't click on it. Uh, for hoaxes, I mean, make sure that it's it it comes from a reputable source, right? You know, if Facebook puts out a warning, I would be very, you know. I'll take it with a grain of salt but you know don't don't rely on on social media you know to say that you know some impending doom is going to happen right try to get it from reliable sources and the watering hole attack well you know you just got to make sure that vendors that you who you do business with you know follows all the procedures of any any company that wants to protect itself and its protected website, right Make sure that you go with a vendor that you know it's doing that. Now dumpster diving to protect yourself against dumpster diving, shred your stuff. you can shred it and then a lot of people recommend that after you shred it you burn it right That way you know because shredding if you have a lot of patience and a lot of tape, you could uh, you know put the papers back together. So, it's better if you shred it and then burn it. Uh, Tailgating, in order for you to, you know, uh, effective way to mitigate tailgating is by having like a man door. uh, Yeah, man trap, a man trap, right? One door opens, you go in, that door closes, and then the second door opens, right? That way you can see if there's somebody behind you, right? If somebody behind you, then you don't open the second door, right? You confront, you know, you ask the person to identify themselves, or you could put turnstiles, right? You know, you swipe in. You need an ID to swipe in. That person can't really piggyback behind you, right? That's another way you can you can do that. Uh, they talked about shoulder surfing. You know, hide your, you know, when you're putting in an access code, try to hide it with your hand. Uh, they also talk usually sh- shoulder surfing. They also use it in reference to, like, using your computer and somebody looking over your shoulder. Well, if you could put a privacy screen on it, that would help uh, mitigate uh, shoulder surfing. And, uh, you know, yeah. And that's it. That's social engineering in a nutshell. But like I said, you know, if you really, really want to learn social engineering, check out that show leverage i know my other students have mentioned other shows but this is the one that i know uh you know i think it's on netflix but the new episodes are imdb all right thanks everyone for listening to me on this podcast we'll see you next time This has been a presentation of Little Cha-Cha Productions by Sarah, music by Joe Kim. If you want to reach me, my email address is ProfessorJrod at gmail.com.